Hey, Against the Call listeners, for all you super fans, we now have merch. They are soft and comfortable shirts. They're $25 and come with a free out-of-pocket sports and Against the Call sticker. Every purchase goes towards better equipment, merch, and better utilities for Against the Call and out-of-pocket sports. To purchase, contact either Michael or Nick. Hey guys, we are happy to announce we have our second sponsorship with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is a mobile-focused ticket platform that enables users to buy and sell tickets for live sports, concerts, and theater events. Use code ATC for $20 off your first purchase. Hey Against the Call listeners, you can find all of our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and YouTube. There will be a new episode every Tuesday and Thursday, so make sure you tune into those. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Against the Call. It's episode 41, and there's a lot that's been going around in the sports world lately. So we're going to start this show off with the pregame. Then we're going to have Around the League NBA with the playoff update. After that, we'll head into the MLB with the Around the League. And then we'll have Around the League NFL with NFL news and the draft coming up. After that, we'll have the countdown. Best draft classes in the NFL of all time. Following that, we will have Around the League NHL with their playoff update. And we'll have a Mount Rushmore of the greatest teams in NHL history. And after that, we'll have our draft day and to end it, the post game. But to head into the pregame, we have hit 500 followers on Instagram. Thank you guys so much for that. And let's keep it going. Road to 1,000. Road to 1,000. Yes, gonna... bro. Very soon. 501 <laughs> now. Thank you, guys. <laughs> 501. <laughs> one more closer to 1,000. I know. 499 away, guys. 499 away. Let's yes. spread the word. But we're going to head in. Two around the league NBA with the playoff update. We'll start with Friday's games that happened. Oh, wait, no, Thursday's games that happened, my bad. And on Thursday, the 76ers beat the Nets again, but that's, we don't really need to talk about them. The Sixers have swept the Nets. SMH, we thought we're, they were going to do a lot better. <laughs> I mean, I had, to go in, I had to go into a seven game series. You got to go into a six. Yeah, um, we, we had high hopes for this Nets team. You see, yeah. I hated them when they had Kyrie and Katie, and now I lo- I like them when they left. And I was like, oh, I hope for the best. But then they just sucked. The so. Nets are, like, unproblematic, you know? like Now they are. Now they now, are. Well, now and before. Like, whenever they were building a super team, it was hard to root for them. But, like yeah, – but when they had, like, uh, D'Angelo Russell and, like, Jared Allen. Oh, that was a very fun team. Very that was a fun, fun team to watch. And then when they get in the super team era, yes. and then the post-super team era, now everyone likes them again. Goes for any team, like I, it, like if this, I don't know, if the Suns were to win the championship this year, I wouldn't be too upset because of Chris Paul and Devin Booker. But they mm-hmm. win it again the next year, I would hate them, especially <laughs> with KD. So yeah, that I mean that KD has an effect. I, I think that he just wherever he goes, people just aren't gonna like it. Yeah, now no one wants the Suns to win. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But he's like, well, I don't want to see KD get another uh, uh, participation trophy. But other games that happened on Saturday uh, was the Suns versus Clippers. Man, the Clippers cannot stay healthy. They cannot stay healthy to for anything. Paul George out, Kawhi Leonard out. But they are led by an amazing Russ this playoffs. <laughs> like Russ has been doing very good. He had over 30 points. But uh, they just wasn't good enough to beat the Clippers. They lost 110 
or 112 to 100 smh probably gonna lose to i think it's t- tonight's the next game or tomorrow somewhere like that yeah tomorrow but uh after that i mean we're we li- had- with with Kawhi and like his injury i mean without Kawhi's injuries you're looking at him being a top seven arguably top five player all time because if he's healthy he's leading the team to the finals we've seen it with the raptors We've seen it with, uh, I mean, the Spurs, he still have really good teammates, but I mean, he's going to have good teammates wherever he goes because he wants to make a championship run. But dude, I feel so bad for him because I mean, (laughs) he's building up all this stuff, right? And I remember a meme I saw years ago, like two or three years ago, uh, just talking about how like when Kawhi retires, we aren't going to hear from this man. Like, we're barely going to remember this man. He'll show up for another like NBA 75 or by then it'll be like NBA 100. And <laughs> then like, everybody be like, oh yeah, I remember him. He'll but... drop off the face of the earth. He's not going to go into commentating. It won't be anything. He's just going to live his life happy after. But uh, he, it's sad. He, he's one of the best in the league. Arguably when healthy, be one of the like, top three in the league right now. But uh, it sucks to see him get hurt. I really like Kawhi and I really like Paul George, but they're the dominant getting hurt duo. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, oh, it's great on paper for the Clippers. But then when you look at it in reality, they're both going to get injured at some point during the season for multiple weeks at a time. And it's it's sad. It, it's really yeah. sad. But uh, after the Suns game, the Bucks versus Heat, a Bucks team lost to the Heat without uh, Giannis. But Giannis is coming back for tonight's game. Well, yesterday's game for when this is released. But uh, he is coming back. And the uh, Heat suffered uh, another injury, I'm pretty sure. No, 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 I'm, I'm thinking that wrong. They, uh, Oh, yeah, they did. Victor Oladipo out for the rest of the playoffs, of course. Knee injury. Victor Oladipo, season-ending knee injury. Like, this man can't catch it. Talk about injury-prone players. Remember this man on the Pacers? Like, he was so much fun to watch. I know. I mean, even in his rookie year with the uh, Thunder, he was – a solid player and i mean like you said all-star caliber player whenever he's with the pacers and you know whenever mm-hmm. they sign him to the heat you're looking at building a great solid roster but might i add this you did say on one of the last podcasts that the bucks would still win against the heat without Giannis, and that game i think they lost by like 10 or 20 points um oh they lost by like nearly 20 it was 99 to 121 so the heat man like the heat hey, I, they, I mean i don't know why like past jimmy few years, it's jimmy man i don't yeah, know the past few years the heat just show out for the playoffs a little bit for like, they just go off in one of the rounds so i mean i don't know why i'm surprised it's not surprising now that i think of it but uh yeah. honest is coming back the heat are up two to one but and heats have been their players have been dropping like flies uh, that's Tyler another thing Hero. I wanted to mention. This playoff, I don't really remember in the past few years a playoff with this many injuries in just the first round. We we're not mm-hmm. even like we've had one team get past the first round, and there's just so happened. many injuries. I can I can't even name them all in my hand. There's so many. Like, <laughs> this is crazy, and it's whether it's like good. a big player or a small player, it's still a lot of injuries going down. Yeah. And, I a mean, lot of them are big players. Exactly. And that's not great for the playoffs. Like, mm-hmm. this is the one time of the year where you need your best players. And crossing my fingers, nothing happens to the Celtics players because right now we're doing fine. Usually in the season we get hurt, but right now we're doing good. And I'm hoping for the best for them. But uh, after the, the heat... game, 
<laughs> they did. I was not they expecting did. that. Well, we're going to get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. 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 Yeah. But the next game we have, I'm just going by Saturday. Then on Sunday, we'll talk about those games. So the last game on Saturday was Grizzlies versus Lakers. Well, the Grizzlies took a two to one lead over them. Uh, um, what the a Dylan Brooks. Took, the got, Lakers took a two on two one lead. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah, I thought. Said Grizzlies. Oh, my bad. I meant Lakers, but uh, Dylan Brooks, uh, flagrant two foul on LeBron James for purposely hitting him in the balls. What are your thoughts on that one? I mean, see, I knew that I I knew this for the past two days we were going to talk about Dylan Brooks. And it's not even just because I'm a Grizzlies fan. It's just because of how much he is stirred up in the league. And it, it's sad for me. Like, it really is because I'm coming – like, this is coming from a Grizzlies fan since the grit and grind era where everyone's rooting for the Grizzlies to win. I've never seen this many people rooting for damn LeBron James to win against a Grizzlies team, all because of one player, Dylan Brooks. Like, it, it's sad to see this, and I keep saying that it's sad because it is. I mean, Dylan Brooks needs to just calm down. Like. He genuinely needs to chill out a little bit. He like I've seen the press conference where he's just talking like, "Oh, Dylan Brooks, or, or sorry, he's like LeBron James. He's old. I don't care what I say, dude. He's royal. Like uh, we're talking King James. Like he's royalty of NBA. Like let's be real. You po- He said, "I love poking the Bears," which I I love that. I love that kind of like cockiness in some of the players, but. You poked one of the best bears to ever exist in the NBA. Now, don't get me wrong. The Grizzlies still have a chance. They still have a fighting chance that I truly believe that they could work out. Even with Le- John ja Morant coming off an injury where he's only playing with one hand, he still drops 40, 40 some points. So this team is not out of it. Besides, I, I, so this is a true story. I had just got done watching the Lightning lose. So sad. So sad. I watched them lose in overtime. It shouldn't even went to overtime. We'll get to that game later. I turn it on the Grizzlies game. I turn it on because I'm like, all right, I'm trying, I'm trying to watch some basketball. I turn it on and the score I see on the TV is 35 to nine. And this is the first quarter. And I'm sitting there like I, t- I immediately turn the TV off and I, I, I lost that words. I check my phone to see if it's real and not just a typo on the screen. Cause sometimes the scoreboard kind of gets messed up and no, it's real. It is completely <laughs> real. And I went to bed, not looking at it again. I woke up the next morning. They only lost by nine. So talk about fight, man. Talk about fight. Grit and grind is still there. This team still has a fighting chance. I will say it over and over again. And it's not just me having false hope in, in my team. They can still win this. They can still pull through. They won in L.A. The crowd was there in L.A. like they always are. That's a tough place to play at. It really is. And, uh, you know, Dylan Brooks, back to him, They he needs to just chill. Like, I, I like the Dylan role. I really do. I do like it. But People are starting to hate him a lot. He's becoming like. Could he become the next Draymond? See, I was just about to say that he's becoming like he's causing so much drama that Draymond is like put to the side right now. Like nobody's talking about all the shit that Draymond has done. Like it's all Dylan Brooks now. <laughs> and 
it's crazy. I mean, I remember when we had Frosty on, he was talking about how like the Grizzlies are kind of like mini Draymonds. It's really just Dylan Brooks. It really is. You like you look at the rest of the team, the rest of the team is fine. The rest of the team is a lot of great guys. I still think Dylan Brooks is a great guy. He has just played so much into this role that it's gone to a limit to where he needs to chill because it's putting the franchise at risk of just being becoming hated. Um, yeah. So he he needs to chill. He needs to chill. <laughs> yeah, well, that was that guy did a big detail. Wasn't expecting that one. Not gonna lie, but uh, like yeah, I Dylan said, Brooks. I knew this was coming up. Like I I keep seeing it everywhere on Twitter, Instagram. Dylan Brooks hate, and I'm like, it, there's a good there's a bright side to it though. He's not getting suspended, which is I don't think that was a purposeful uh, flagrant. Two. I think that was a flagrant one, not a flagrant two foul. That was kind of absurd in my opinion. I didn't see any purpose behind it. it looks like he was just trying to steal the ball and he missed. But uh, it happens. That's another thing, though. Like we're talking hella injuries. We're also talking hella ejections. Like yeah, I've there's seen- a lot of flagrant. There's oh, been like three flagrants now. Four, three, four. Yeah, it, it's crazy. I and mean, one of them was really like the Draymond one. Obviously, is deserved. Like that was. No doubt. Maybe the Dylan Brooks one, like a flagrant one at bet at most. That's not a flagrant two. It, it was it was like an accident. Like I hate saying that, but it looked to me like an accident. That's yeah, all it looked I, to, I thought it was an accident too. I I watched, I was like, that's not a flagrant two foul. It's all because of the atmosphere. Like it, it's all because of that. If you're having this whole mindset into the game where it's like LeBron versus Dylan Brooks, and one thing happens to one or the other, it's gonna be flagrant twos. And I think that one thing that should have led to um, an ejection was that Joel Embiid play where he's like getting up and he like totally, I forgot how it went, but he totally like tripped one of the Nets players. Oh like, yeah. Purpose. That yeah. should have been an ejection. I think it was a flagrant two or flagrant one, but. It was I don't a flagrant know. one. I'm pretty sure they can't like that. That's a flagrant two, but the Dylan Brooks is a, at most flagrant one. Which I don't even think it should be a flagrant, but uh, that Joel Embiid one, like, come on, how is that not a flagrant too? Like, it was purposeful. It looked purposeful. But uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll move on to the next game. Next game I have, this series is so disappointing to me. It's the Cavs and Knicks. The Knicks have gone up three to one on the Cavs, beating them one hundred two to ninety three in New York on Sunday. Wow, what is going on? Who saw this on? coming? I know I didn't. I, I don't didn't. Who we, did it. No, I know I didn't. Riley over at Riled Up didn't. I, <laughs> I don't maybe know. Jay, maybe Jay did. <laughs> I don't even think Jay did. Jay, Jay <laughs> some of the Cavs players, man. I don't know what's happening. I don't yeah, know. like it. It's sad. Like I really wanted this team to do well. Like a first round exit is not what I want to see so far. I mean, uh, did you have them go into your Eastern Conference Final? Uh, no, I had the Bucks. I had them go into the second round. Okay. I had them losing to the Bucks in round two. It's crazy. Yeah, it's sad, but uh, the Knicks, they're surprising us, and like they do have a solid team, but I didn't think that's what happened. I'm, I can't lie. I didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah, we both predicted it to be close-ish, I think. Yeah, close-ish. I think I said the Knicks would win two games. It, it's hmm, – I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the exact issue is, but – Maybe Super just an experience from these series ain't over yet. Playoffs. It isn't over. We never know what will happen. We'll know on this next episode of uh against the call. But uh 
yeah, just maybe it's the experience of this team together in the playoffs, but who knows? And the next game I have is the Timberwolves and Nuggets. The Timberwolves barely make it out, uh, not getting swept in this series. They beat the Nuggets 114 to 108. And uh, Nikola Jokic had a great game, like amazing game. 43 points with 11 rebounds and six assists. And he well, it wasn't good enough to win the game. But uh, the entire starters for the Timberwolves, had, except for one, had 14 or more points. And that's they did what they had to be done to them for them to win. And uh, this this is a young team. It's a young Timberwolves team. And uh, I don't I don't see them winning the next game because they'll be back in Denver. But uh, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, not much. The, not, not much to say there. Yeah. I, I mean, I was kind of expecting a sweep. I can't remember what I said. I can't remember if I said sweep or one game. But I, either way, Nuggets are still coming out. They just were fighting for a chance, really. Yeah. But the next game I have is the Celtics and Hawks. The Celtics have gone up three to one on the Hawks with the one twenty nine to one twenty one finish. But they did lose their first game in Atlanta. Congratulations, Hawks. You're not winning the next game, though. It's back in Boston for game five. I mean, uh, yeah, game five. And uh, the Hawks have low-key been disappointing at times this, in the series. Like, Trey Young's been getting some hate for it. Like, he had a good game in their uh, win, though. He did bounce back and have a good game. Like, I, all I kept seeing on Twitter and uh, Instagram was most overrated player in the league, Trey Young. Like, I was like, what is going on? <laughs> I mean, he's still a great player. Yeah, there's even been like trade rumors, like already, or not even rumors, but just fans saying that they're ready for a trade for Trey. That's crazy. I think he's still, he's still a superstar player to build around. Like obviously, he's not the best point guard in the league, but he's I mean, still they, young. What are they expecting? Like he averaged twenty six points this year. I don't twenty six points and ten assists. Yeah, and exactly. He's still very good and. They're expecting the most out of a Hawks team that barely made the play in. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I got through the play in to get to the round and then they're playing against Boston. Like, what do you expect? I I really think that this team, it's like they have a really solid team. I just think it's the coaching. I think that coaching, they need to switch it up somehow because they have Malcolm. I mean, not Malcolm Brown. They have uh, uh, Bogdanovich. They have Clint Capella, Trey Young, Deontay Murray, uh, Collins. Like, dude, that's a, a, great team surround like you have everything you need for a championship run but they just disappoint like really bad like they do a lot worse than what they should be doing i think that that coaching needs a needs a switch up but uh we'll see what happens in game five it's back in boston but the last game last series we're going to talk about is uh kings at warriors the warriors have tied the series two to two and for the Kings fans, kind of disappointing because De'Aaron Fox is now doubtful for Game Five with a fractured fractured index finger. <laughs> like they they almost won won uh their Game Four. It was one twenty five to one of twenty six. Harrison Barnes put up the three for the lead, and unfortunately it missed. And uh, now we're seeing a Warriors team face an injured team in the playoffs once again. And now they're probably going to make it through since De'Aaron Fox is going <laughs> to get hurt. Like. Every year in like the first or second round, the Warriors like play an injured team, and they like it's so disappointing to see. I really like this Kings team. I really wanted to see them go to at least the second round. Yeah, of course. Like, it, I mean, dude, this is John's team apparently. So 
you know, maybe there's a little curse there. I don't know, but the John curse. <laughs> I will say it just I don't even know, man. <laughs> they should have won this last game. Uh it went up 3-1. I mean, you know how Warriors perform 3-1. Um, but I don't know, man. I don't yeah, know. It's 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 disappointing to see, but the Warriors, I mean, their playoff experience is insane. They know how to get get a win when they need it. And it's showing. But uh honestly, I swear to if, you, if the Warriors win again, I, I'm they're I'm, not gonna win. I'm gonna be there's pissed. no way. I'm gonna be pissed if they win. There's I don't even, if they make it out of this round, well who they have to play? They have to play the Nuggets, I think. What are the Kings? Are they third seed or fourth seed? Who the Kings? Yeah. Uh it was Grizzly Nuggets, Grizzlies, King. King. Oh, so Kings are third seed. Third seed. So they would have to play uh the winner of Lakers, Timberwolves, whoever whoever wins this series. So yeah, but uh who knows what's gonna happen. That I I don't see the Warriors winning the championship though. I just I just don't think their team is good enough this year. I think there's so many good teams that's in the playoffs still that can beat them. But uh, I, mean, I, I, I agree with you. I don't, th- I don't think that they will, but I'm not putting out of the equation. They just won last year with yeah. practically the same exact team. And some of these teams are the same exact teams that they beat last year. True. I mean, and then if they did face Boston again in the finals, what does Boston add? Malcolm Brogdon? Is that going to yeah. put over the edge? Speaking of, of Malcolm Brogdon, six man of the year. Forgot to bring that up. He won six man of the year. Oh yeah, I mean, Brogdon was a is a giant addition for the team. It brings us ben, a bench player that we like one of the best, uh, start like one of the best bench players. Obviously, this year the best bench player coming off the bench. But uh, I mean, it brings a lot for the team. I think the Celtics would win, beat the Warriors in a championship this year. Okay. I mean, if you if you think that. I mean, I do. I mean, the Celtics have had a better season this year. They were shown that they're better than they were last year. Playoffs is a whole, like, <laughs> story, though. Right. Like, a team right. that can be – yeah, you know what I mean. Okay, but uh, – That's good another thing, though. Like, with the awards, we haven't really talked about the awards because they happen randomly. Yeah, the only two big awards have been announced, and that's what I was going to say. The good news for the Kings is that Mike Brown won Coach of the Year. Well-deserved for him. Uh, get them to the third seed in the playoffs from a team that no one really thought was going to do much this season. But congratulations to him. Let's see if he can get through this uh, round of the playoffs against the Warriors, though. But you have anything else for around the league? Uh, yeah, two things. Jaron Jackson Jr. won DPOY. Oh, he did? I didn't see that yeah. one came out. Yeah, that was like one of the first ones announced. So congrats. I think that was like just so like everyone knew that. So it was I didn't see much about it. So I, I think I think that was like the most like everyone. None knew. of them are. I've like barely seen any post about it. Like it's. I've just only been, seen a uh, coach of the year and six man. Yeah, it's just been random. Like I'm talking about all of the awards. It's just been random time. Yeah. I I didn't even really know who won six man until I saw like another post that wasn't even like oh six man won it. You know like. I don't know what's up with that, but also I found out that they added a new award in the NBA. Clutch Player um, of the Year. What? Wasn't it Clutch Player of the Year or something? Yeah, Clutch Player of the Year. Uh, De'Aaron Fox won it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. 
I remember that now. I for, I it's just that that's so that's new and it's so random. I didn't even know that was a award until I saw like him him win it. I thought it was a joke at first. I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought I it was like it, I, was, I, I saw it on ESPN and I was like, what? Like, what is this? <laughs> I mean, award? I do like I've that is a pretty cool it. award. I will lie. I won't lie. That is a pretty cool award. I like but, it. Um, I do like it. But uh, now that's that's everything from around the league, right? Yeah. All right, we're gonna move in to around the league MLB. Huge, huge news in this one. The Oakland loses their final team. Goodbye, Oakland Athletics. They are heading to Vegas soon. The the management and owners found a bought land in Vegas, and now they're gonna move to Vegas, which is, <laughs> I mean, you, everyone saw this one coming. They're leaving. Like Oakland, you are terrible. <laughs> keeping a team you y'all don't show support at all for them like, i get they're bad but the raiders weren't bad they could have you could have went to more games there the, the warriors, warriors were literally championship teams when they were there like what that says something like how you don't deserve a team at all like, they did not show that they wanted it so i mean it's funny to see like all these teams that were in oakland raiders warriors athletics and then there were no teams at all in Vegas, at all. Then the Golden Knights happened, and you saw how big of a success that they were in Vegas. The fans showed up. The Raiders Stadium now in Vegas is incredible. I actually want to one go to – One of the nicest. One of the nicest. It's literally the Death Star on Earth, and, like, I want to go see it because it looks awesome. It does look and really now, cool. Now the athletics are going. and I'm excited for that stadium. I hope it's great. You know, I really do. And the the athletics fans, they deserve better. And the players deserve better as well. Obviously, you're not going to do well if you don't have enough revenue coming in constantly to pay your players and to actually upgrade your facilities. I mean, they have rats in the commentating booths at in Oakland uh, for the athletics. That That's not acceptable for a professional league team. <laughs> You're not going to get any better players either. If they there's no fans there, why would they want to come play there? One of the big reasons uh, players go to teams is because of their fans. They want good fans to play for, and Oakland just doesn't show it. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's weird. I I, I feel for them, uh, but Las Vegas having another team, man, just keep adding them. It's a great place to get money. Um, what do they need now? They just need an NBA team. Yeah, they would need an NBA for. team. Which any teams? Do I see any teams moving in NBA right now? Uh, Las Vegas is always talks for expansion. Um, yeah, them Seattle. I think, I think I don't see any teams moving, but I think an expansion for the NBA could happen, and Vegas would definitely get one. Well, they already have four professional teams. They got Raiders, Athletics, Knights, and then the Aces. So, oh yeah, yeah. that's true. Do you think uh, the A's will rebrand? Do you think they're going to be called the Las Vegas Athletics? I mean, yeah, I think that they will at first um, keep they because I mean, yeah, they could change. But if they're smart, the athletics are so exactly it's classic. It's there. It's just a great like brand. It's a brand in itself. Like you see people wearing athletic stuff. Why? I really like their uniforms. Yeah, exactly. Like we even talked about it with our best current uniforms, like the athletics they have everything going for them. Just keep it the same. 
I don't see them rebranding it. I don't think they should rebrand it. If they did, I can understand why. Um, you know, you're moving to a whole different aspect, like a whole different aspect of America. Vegas is built different. They just are. Vegas is like because the. Uh, I'm just thinking of the Golden Knights. It's like black and gold, and then the Raiders are silver and black. Like, would they switch? Like, would they change the color? I hope not, because that green and yellow just fits so well together. Who knows, man? They might. Yeah. But uh, some other news that's happened in around the league. Some happy news is Liam Hendricks of the Chicago White Sox has announced that he is cancer free, and I'm excited to see him come back. He he was one of the biggest bright spots in that uh, White Sox team. And, see, and when I saw that he got cancer, I was I felt so bad for him, his family, and just the White Sox fans in general because they're losing an all-star pitcher right there. But uh, he is cancer-free, and I'm excited to see what he does when he comes back. But uh, also in the news, Madison Bumgarner has been designated for assignment by the Diamondbacks. And the Diamondbacks have actually been doing pretty decent. But Bumgarner has been doing absolutely terrible. He's getting still like $30 million out of his contract uh, when he was DFA'd. But uh, in other news, Cody Bellinger, he hit three home runs against the Dodgers this season already. Man, <laughs> he, had, he had a grudge for them. He, he loved like he got a standing he got a standing ovation uh from the fans though. So I mean he didn't really have a grudge, but like he still hit three three bombs off of him. <laughs> the Dodgers are like not looking great, like right now. Yeah. I must say. Like it it obviously is very early for any of these teams. I mean, you got the Pirates that are like the second best team in the league right now. Like who knows? Yeah. Maybe they do make the playoffs with some miracle, but Either way, I mean, it's still very early. The Dodgers have a lot of pitching issues right now that they need to mm-hmm. they need to most definitely fix. Yeah, there's uh the Diamondbacks are leading their division right now, but they're I mean they're tied with them with the Diamondbacks. They're both twelve and eleven, and the Padres are twelve and twelve right under them. But uh, they aren't doing as good as they thought. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, I mean the Pittsburgh Pirates, sorry, uh, are tied for first with the Brewers. Or no, they're half a game above them. Sorry, they're six, 16 and seven, while the Brewers are fifteen and seven, and the Cubs are in third, twelve and nine, and the Cardinals are doing very disappointing numbers this year with nine and thirteen. They're six and a half games behind first. In the East, the Braves are leading, having a good year so far, fourteen to eight. They're a half a game above the Mets, that are fourteen and nine, and Mac, That's another thing with the Mets. Max Scherzer has been suspended for ten games for uh use of a foreign substance and that's like a big controversy going on right now uh it's been the same umpire every yeah time. yeah like he was arguing hard to them he's like th- th- i'm doing legal stuff like it's not i forgot what his argument was but like uh i honestly don't know what happened i, I just saw that he got to, he got suspended for 10 games and he can't it, appeal it it was so. like so he they told him that he was using uh, a foreign substance because of he had rosin and sweat like on his finger like obviously those two are going to mix to make a sticky substance mm-hmm. that's not so then they told him to go and wash it off with alcohol he goes and does that in front of mlb officials he washes it off does everything that they ask he goes back out to the mound he gets checked again after an inning he pitches and they told him that it's still on his hands and he can't like uh like pitch or he has to go do it again he i think he did it twice he washed his hands in alcohol twice then he goes back out and gets checked the third time and then they kick him out 
uh, for yeah, that's totally out. That's kind of crazy. Now he's suspended kid ten games. Like, come on, that's like seriously that ten games. But he is a he, like I said, he's appealing it, and he's allowed to play while the appeal goes through, and hopefully it, he, he wins it because that's kind of stupid. But uh, they luckily they are only half a game behind the Braves right now. But uh, the Marlins are doing pretty well. They're two games behind the Braves at 12 and 10. And the Phillies are doing pretty disappointing right now. They're one game under 500 at 11 and 12. And then the, the Nationals are at the bottom of the barrel right now for them. Moving into the American League, the Rays are doing the best at 19 and 3. Doing very good this year. But uh, the, Bar- the Baltimore Orioles are behind them, 14 and 7. New York Yankees and the Red Sox are, t- I mean, not the New York Yankees, the New York Yankees and Blue Jays are tied 13 and 9, and the Red Sox are 12 and 11 in that division, all above 500. Um, like everyone thought, this division is going to be the hardest in baseball. They're all doing really good. Uh, moving on to the Central Division, the Twins are winning their division at the moment at 12 and 10, with the, in- not the Indians, the Guardians being one game behind them at 11 11. The Tigers, the White Sox are both. Uh, oh no, the Tigers are seven and thirteen. The White Sox are seven and fifteen, and the Royals are five and seventeen. Looking like the Royals might be the worst team this year, other than the A's, and that's going to move us into the West, where the Texas Rangers. I'm not surprised by this. Are leading their division, uh, two and a half games above the Astros at fourteen and seven, but uh, Degrom did hurt his wrist or something recently, and uh, he, he's on. I don't think he's on the aisle. He's uh, undisclosed so far. They don't know what's going to happen. But the Astros are in second at 12 and 10. The Angels are in third at 511 11. The Mariners are 10 and 12. And the A's being 4 and 18, which they totally deserve because their fans don't deserve any success. <laughs> I feel bad for the players, though. I heard of this like uh, thing. They were doing like the opposite of a boycott. They were going to have all the fans show up to support the A's. That's what, like, they had this whole posting about it. I literally didn't see anything after that. I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything after that. I'm guessing they didn't go. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone woke up and be like, no, I don't really want to go. (laughs) It's, man, it's one of, I actually have this thing to do. (laughs) Say what? All the fans are like, I actually have this thing to do. I just, (laughs) this game. I mean, why uh, are you going to go to a game when they suck, too? You got to keep that in mind. You do have to keep that in mind. The team sucks itself. Like, does that have to do with the fans? Yeah. Does that help the fans want to come? No. Yeah, that's true. But uh, and finally, the Rays have hit 22 consecutive home runs this year, which is very impressive. Congratulations. Um, but that's gonna end it for around the league MLB. We're gonna head into around the league NFL. Breaking news happened like five minutes before we started this podcast. The Jets have acquired Aaron Rodgers in a trade from the Packers. The Jets are receiving Aaron Rodgers picks 15 and a fifth round pick. And the Packers are receiving picks 13, 42, and a sixth rounder of this year. And they're also getting a 2024 second round pick that can become a first if Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps in New York. Very. What are your solid. thoughts on this one? Very. So- I mean... We kind of already knew this was going to happen eventually. Yeah. Uh, do you think it took uh, long enough? Do you think the Packers got a good um, good share for him? 
they got hella picks, bro. Like, and for a team that is already going to plan on rebuilding, whether Rogers stayed or not, that's very solid for them. And they made the right choice, most definitely. I mean, I don't know how sold I am on Jordan Love just yet. I need to see how he does this season. Um, but they did make a good trade here. And I think the I think it's a win-win either way. Jets needed a quarterback. That's the one thing that they've been missing. Rod or Packers needed a rebuild. They knew it was going to come at some point. Rodgers is getting old. Rodgers have wanted to leave for a while now. And they've already known that they want they have this guy, Jordan Love. They chose him first round instead of getting Rodgers a wide receiver that season. They know what they're doing. So it's and a they win. They tend to have good luck. They tend to have good luck with quarterbacks. Say what? They tend to have good luck with quarterbacks they draft. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens. It's, I wish it wasn't the Jets, but oh, well, it happens. Stuff happens. Was so it, now we're looking at the Pats being bottom of the division. <laughs> potentially. <laughs> I, I'm not saying they will be, Michael. I'm not, I'm not coming at you today or anything. I'm just saying potentially they could because, I mean, the Dolphins just got better this offseason. I mean, speaking of the speaking of the Dolphins, real quick, Tua was uh, it came out that he was debating and considered retirement. I did see that, man. That's and that's sad because I don't know. I mean, honestly, he's gotten injured pretty badly, like very, uh, very multiple badly. multiple concussions, and now and maybe he should retire, but like for his safety, I mean, he's got some money. He can uh, maybe become a coach of some sort. I like say college. I I agree with you. I say one, I say he keeps playing, get one more hit, then he can be best friends with Antonio Brown. <laughs> Antonio Brown and Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, Antonio Brown can't pay his child support. I saw that. Yo, that he's a millionaire. Maybe not. Maybe not anymore. <laughs> You think that he's spent all of his money already? I wouldn't be surprised, dude. Have you seen this man? He's going crazy. <laughs> man's crazy. I wouldn't be surprised if he spent all of his money. He's Probably like the... on that Mr. A whole lot of money, Mr. Whole Lot of Broke, as Logan Paul said in his diss track. <laughs> he made that song a whole lot of money. Uh, maybe not anymore, Mister. Maybe not anymore. But maybe uh, all that money at all those strip clubs he goes to, man, <laughs> or maybe all those lawyers that uh, he needed for all those court cases. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, other than that, speaking of wide receivers, Odell Beckham Jr. was named a suspect in, the, in an alleged incident in L.A. Yeah, a shooting. Yeah, a shooting, and uh, he's denying everything. Which uh, I mean, I really don't think Odell did anything he's actually a really cool person I don't I, I wouldn't see him being a suspect in something like that but we'll see it is a tough proving guilty it's America so uh we'll see what happens but um after that the Cardinals released new uniforms and uh they look eh. they, they honestly, so bland they are so like so bland <laughs> just just when the Cardinals franchise is crumbling they decide to release some of the most generic jerseys I have ever seen. Like, what did they, what did they change? Really, what did they actually? The font of it like really Nordic. looks pretty much the same. That's what I was thinking. Like, they look kind of like the home jer- jerseys are literally just red, <laughs> red. They're just all red with like the white like wording. They're bringing the color rush back. 
all their jerseys. All their jerseys. Their uh, away ones are just all white with like a red, two red stripes on their side right here. That's it. And the red uh, coloring for the fonts. And then their alternate is just all black with a white stripe and two red stripes <laughs> and then a red uh, wording colors. It's so bad. Their their old jerseys were so much better. I actually I actually kind of like their old jerseys. Like they're bland, but like they're better than this. Like, come on. The they're oversimplifying jerseys, bro. Like, can we go back to seeing some cool jerseys? Like, the, if anything, the NBA knows. Like, this is why I will say that Adam Silver is one of the best G uh, best um, owners. Or what? What? What is he? Yeah, owner, right? Uh, no, not the owner. He's, or, he's the uh, commissioner. Com- commissioner. Thank you. I don't know why that <laughs> word left my mind. I'm sorry. Um, that's why I say he's one of the best. They have some of the best jerseys, both current and they bring back throwbacks all the time. They release city jerseys. They release, uh, and who can forget those Christmas jerseys? They need to bring those back. I mean. The NFL, they can do so much better with their jersey designs. Every year, they keep getting more simplified and more simplified until you have this product of the Arizona Cardinals where you're like, what do they even change? And it's mm-hmm. all just solid colors and a font that we could find in Adobe. I mean, <laughs> give me a break. No, a font a a we can find in Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. They're pretty limited. But uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, in other news, the Vikings slash Forty ers There's been rumors that they discussed uh trades for Trey Lance. And uh, honestly, before the Brock Purdy injury, that would have been a good move for the Vikings. But I don't see them have the Forty Nineers trading. Yeah, Lance. I'm still I'm confused. Like, why even consider? Why even consider go f- go get a free agent quarterback, go get one in the draft because this is an amazing draft class for quarterbacks. Why go for Trey Lance? I mean, we haven't even been able to see what he's been doing. I mean, if they can get him for some breadcrumbs, go for it, like go for it for sure. But I don't really see that happening. I mean, especially when they pick Trey Lance at what the two or three pick that uh, third pick that season. So, yeah, it's like the third pick. They're gonna want a lot. But, uh, yeah, yeah, they're gonna want a lot, a lot, a lot. Which uh, I'm pretty sure the 49ers aren't even want to trade him right now. But uh, we'll see what happens. I don't see anything happening, honestly. But uh, Allen Robinson was uh, traded to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Which is a very solid move for the Steelers. I'll admit. I think Allen Robinson still has something left in his stake tank. He can do something, but he's not wide receiver one material right now. But we'll see what happens in the future. Very smart move by the Steelers. But uh, other than that, I was going to head into the draft uh, talks. If you're ready for that, yeah. I just want to say quick breaking news happened six minutes ago, and this doesn't have to do with N- uh, NFL. Has to do with NBA. Ime Aduka has agreed to a deal to become the next Rockets head coach. Very solid. Very solid by the Rockets. It really super, is. Super, super solid. Though. Also, I mean, he he, he, made deserves, he deserves better anyways than what happened to him. I'm glad that he got a job. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he is a, he's super solid. He got the Celtics 
to an amazing uh, spot last year, making him to the finals. And it was a big part because of him. But uh, I'm glad to see that he's going to the Rockets. A lot of controversy behind him, but the Rockets are rebuilding, and that's a good coach uh, selection for them. But we're going to head right into uh, uh, the draft area. I'm looking at some mock drafts. The latest one so far by CBS had uh, Bryce Young going one, and I've seen a lot of Bryce Young going one now. Like I've seen it all over Twitter, all over everything. Uh, Bryce Young looks like the favorite to go to the Panthers. Yeah, it has to do with the way that they kind of grade these quarterbacks. I saw that he was kind of graded higher. And then on top of that, I even saw another thing where with C.J. Stroud, um, he agreed to go to some sort of quarterback camp for that was hosted by Eli Manning. And uh, he did not show. And people are saying that that could be a reason that the Panthers have kind of turned their attention away because in the video, I forgot who the video was from, but in the video, the guy says, this is NFL royalty that you're dealing with. The Mannings, like that is that name in itself, that last name holds so much in the NFL. And you fully agree to go do something with the Mannings and you don't show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like that that could be a reason there's uh there's multiple other reasons we're just gonna have to see on draft night man we'll see i saw i don't know how real this was i saw a mock draft where uh that the will levis was gonna go like at two (laughs) and people were saying honestly that's the most texan thing i've ever seen wouldn't be surprised (laughs) yes dude yeah no I, i would not bro i would not but uh, in this mock draft, C.J. Stroud is projected to go number two. And then at three, I'm just going to go through the f- fourth first round. So at three, uh, Tyree Wilson is projected to go to the Cardinals, an edge rush. And then at four, Anthony Richardson to the Colts. Um, at five, the Seahawks, Will Anderson Jr. edge uh, was projected to go to the Seahawks. And then Jalen Carter to the Lions at six. Uh, Devin Witherspoon to the Raiders at seven. Uh, Christian Gonzalez to the Falcons at uh, eight. Uh, that's two cornerbacks uh, back-to-back. And then Broderick Jones, offensive tackle, to the uh, Bears at nine. Uh, Bijan Bijan Robinson, running back? Bijan Robinson. Bijan Robinson at uh, 10 to the Eagles. And uh, that's actually that'd be a good move, but I saw a lot of rumors about Derrick Henry being traded to the Eagles. I mean, I've seen rumors about Derrick Henry being traded to Miami. Uh, I just saw like this week, there's like a big, uh, big rumor about Derrick Henry being traded to the, the Eagles. But uh, I mean, this would be a smart move by them getting a running back, but who knows what happens. Uh, and then don't quote me on his name here. Peter Skoronsky, offensive tackle to the Titans at 11. And then the first wide receiver to go off would be at pick 12 to the Texans with Jackson, Smith, Najiba. Very smart move by the Texans if they go that route. And then at 13, Zay Flowers, a wide receiver to the Packers. Wow, they get a (laughs) – imagine they get a receiver. Finally, as soon (laughs) as Rodgers leaves. As soon as Rodgers leaves, they would go – I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they're going to get a wide receiver. And then uh, at 14 – Paris Johnson Jr., 
offensive tackle to the Patriots. Don't think that's going to happen, honestly. I think they're going to go wide receiver. But uh, at pick 15, the Jets would uh, – this one says Darnell Wright, offensive tackle. Very smart if they go that route. Um, Deontay Banks, 16, cornerback to the Commanders. Thinking Redskins, sorry. And then at 17, it has the Steelers getting Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback uh, out of Mississippi State. And then at 18, a lot of cornerbacks going in this mock draft. Julius Brent, cornerback out of Kansas State to the Lions. Wait, is that the second cornerback? Uh, who, whose mock draft is this? Is this Mel Kuyper Jr.'s? Uh, let me check. It is... Where is it? No, Ryan Wilson. Oh. Of CBS. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, no, this is the first... Yeah, first of cornerback for the Lions would be very smart for them to replace Jeff Akuda because for some reason they traded him. But uh, at 19, it has uh, Brian Branch safety to the Bucks, and then Osiris Torrance uh, to the Seahawks, and then Joey Porter Jr., another cornerback to the Chargers. Uh, okay, Penn State corner. Uh, and then Quentin Johnson. A wide receiver to the Ravens. That would be uh, another wide receiver to the Ravens. That'd be interesting to see. And it has at 23, the Vikings selecting defensive lineman, Kalija Kansi. And then at 24, Lucas Van Ness, edge to the Jaguars. And then at 25, it has the Rams selecting Tennessee quarterback, Hendon Hooker, in the first round. Yeah, I was going to bring that up if it wasn't said in this mock draft. The past week has been talks of Hinton Hooker going first round. Um, he's been performing very well with all of his team meetings, which, you know, he may not have performed at the combine, but at the same time, whenever you go to these meetings and they're getting a glance at you, and I'm, I'm just going to say this, one of the best work ethics in the entire NFL draft, I'm just going to say it right now. And that's why, and that, that's not me over exaggerating. That's exactly why he's starting to become round one in mock drafts because of his work ethic. Nobody out here is doing it like him. Even whenever he had an ACL tear and um, you know he wasn't able to walk, he was limping around with crunches. He still attended team meetings from the hospital room. I mean, there's no better work ethic out there, and there's no better teammate that you can have. I mean, even whenever he goes out for the season, his Heisman odds are put all behind him because of his injury. He's still supporting Joe Milton through and through, saying that he's the future. I mean, this guy is incredible. We're talking about a guy who put a team – I mean, there's right behind me if you're watching on the YouTube. I have my Tennessee flag up. A team that has never – like, not never – has been in this – limbo of just not having good football for a while and he brought it back to superiority i mean they were looking at a a generational talent here and it it doesn't surprise me and if the rams got him they'd be very lucky yeah Uh, and they definitely can i feel like ken hooker would be available for them that in that uh spot just because of the four quarterbacks that are going ahead of that are projected to go ahead of them right now but uh at pick 26, it would be the Cowboys, and that has them getting Jack Campbell, linebacker of Iowa. At 27, the Bills, Jordan Addison, a wide receiver out of USC. At 28, Dalton Kincaid, tight end, Utah. 
Uh, pick 29, Miles Murphy, Edge, Clemson. At uh, pick 30, it has the Eagles picking Nolan Smith, the Edge, out of uh, Georgia. And then at pick 31, it has the Titans selecting Will Levis uh, to be their quarterback. It would be a mock I trade. Hope, that I, hope that I hope that doesn't happen. For the Titans? I mean, yeah. Jay just sent us that they're not they, – they yeah, lost they're... all faith in uh, Willis. I mean, I, I, I'm like I'm gonna be real. I don't know what's gonna happen this draft. I mean, we've said this over and over again. There's a lot that's gonna happen. Will Levis could probably go sooner, honestly. Um, and then on top of that, just grab Hendon Hooker at that point if he's not already selected. Um, straight. It says straight... that they're trading up with the Chiefs. For this pick two to pick Levis. Oh, so it's like a mock trade up too. Yeah, it's a mock trade up. There's been there's a couple mock trades in this. They had uh the Rams trading the Giants for it to get Head and Hooker. I mean that that's I I think it's hard to say a lot of these mock trades. I don't. Mm. We'll yeah. see. Man. Thursday night, me and Mike got a busy day, busy day on Thursday for me and Mike for sure. Very, very busy. Very, very busy. But uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for around the league, NFL. I'm excited to see what happens with the draft. But to stay in the NFL draft era, we're going to go into our countdown, which is the best NFL drafts of all time. And, Nick, how about you start us off? All right. So for the number one – or, sorry, my number five – just pulled a John. To John there. I pulled a John for a second. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was looking at my um Mount Rushmore. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so my number five. This is the countdown. We count down. So uh 2011. 2011 NFL draft class had two Super Bowl MVPs come out of it, Malcolm Smith and Von Miller. Uh, some other big names that came out of this draft class, Cam Newton, A.J. Green, Patrick Peterson, and Julio Jones. Um, they combined uh, 22 times at the Pro Bowl. And another big name in this draft class, J.J. Watt, came out of this one. So super, super solid one. And they're at my number five. At my number four, I got 2004. And this is what they called the year of the quarterback. They had Eli Manning in this one, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, also, Larry Fitzgerald was in this, the late Sean Taylor, RIP. Um, Wes Walker and Jason Peters were in this as well. And this draft class had one Super Bowl MVP being Eli Manning. Uh, at my number three, going a little bit recently here, 2017 draft class, you had – Two Super Bowl MVPs in this one already, Patrick Mahomes and Cooper Cup. Um, and yep. I'm just going to name just a few names out of this draft class. Miles Garrett at one. You had Derek Barnett going to the Eagles. Deshaun Watson, Leonard Fournette, Corey Davis, Mike Williams, Christian McCaffrey, Marshawn Lattimore, Hassan Reddick, TJ Watt, Joe Mixon, and more. I just didn't want to keep going. There was still a lot to go in this one. I mean, 2017 was practically stacked. And I, I mean, the only reason that it's not on a lot of the lists that people may look at is because of how recent it's been. But that draft class is insane. I mean, we're we're talking great players already, but 
Also a lot of key players as well, like Corey Davis and Leonard Fournette. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm my number two. The 1998 draft class got two Super Bowl MVPs in this one, Heinz Ward and Peyton Manning, of course. And mm-hmm. this has to be a number two, not only because of Peyton Manning, but you got Randy Moss in this one, Charles Woodson, and Alan Fineka, all f- Hall of Famers. Um, you know, there's plenty more names to say from this draft class, but one of the greatest and the greatest, in my opinion, has to be the 1983 draft class with two Super Bowl MVPs out of this one, Richard Dent and John Elway, one of the quarterback goats. Uh, and this one, there was eight Hall of Famers in this entire draft class. Very hard to do for any draft class. Eric Dickerson, Jim Kelly, John Elway, Dan Marino, Bruce Matthews, Daryl Green, Richard Dent, and Jimbo Covert. So obviously there's tremendous names on that one. When you got a draft class with, you know, John Elway and Dan Marino in it, it's kind of hard to beat, especially with Jim Kelly, who Jim Kelly is probably one of the most underrated quarterbacks, in my opinion, you know, leading the Bills. They may have lost all those Super Bowls, but he was the key factor to that. And um, yeah, just great draft classes all around. Who was your number four again? Uh, 2004. That's right. All right. That's actually a great, great list. And uh, we have a lot of similar ones that I'm, I'm going to, I had an honorable mention that I had very close and uh, I agreed with you on my original one, but I'm going to switch it up. So I'm going to say at my number honorable mention, 2011, you already mentioned it all. So the one I'm switching it with is that is the 2020 draft at my number five, this draft. I mean, it's super recent. Don't get me wrong, but I see so many star, like, like great players in this. They've already proven with some of them. They had Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Tua Tagovailoa, Jalen Hurts, Chase Young, C.D. Lamb, Justin Jefferson, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Jeff Okuda, and more. Like right there, that was that's a Super Bowl. That's two Super Bowl quarterbacks. That is arguably the best wide receiver in the game right now, Justin Jefferson. Arguably a top. Uh, top seven wide receiver in C.D. Lamb, uh, arguably a top three running back in Justin Taylor, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, and then Jeff Okuda, a top cornerback, as some may say. So I think 2020, although it's super early in their careers, I think this this uh, draft class is pro- as this has so many great players going can be put in this list already. You said, but, uh, two, you I said might... two Super Bowl quarterbacks. Oh, Joe... I mean, one Super Bowl quarterback oh. with uh, yeah, Joe, Joe Burr. Wait, no. Yeah, Joe Burrow went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I know. And Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Oh, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, too. Oh, I, I didn't even hear you say his name. Yeah, that's my fault. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. He also he, he went to the last Super Bowl. Now, at my number four, I have the 2004 uh, draft class as well. Eli Manning, Phillip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, Sean Taylor, Wes Welker, Larry Fitzgerald. This draft class was amazing. It had everything you wanted in an offense. And then they also had the great Sean Taylor in there as well. And then my number three, I had the 2007 uh, draft class. It had Calvin Johnson, Darrell Revis, Joe Thomas, Adrian Peterson, Marshawn Lynch, and and more. They had three Hall of Famers in this draft class, which is incredible to do. Uh, So many great players. And then at my two, I agree with you at the 2017 draft class. This class is unstoppable. Like there's so many, like it's young, but they're, 
amazing. They have McCaffrey, Mahomes, TJ Watt, Deshaun Watson, Marshawn Lattimore, Chris Godwin. Like, I mean, it's kind of similar to my uh, argument with the 2020. These are great players known as some of the best players in the league now with arguably uh, some might say the future GOAT in Mahomes. But uh, I don't see that happening. I think Tom Brady will always be the GOAT unless he gets eight Super Bowls. But that's super hard to get. But other than that, Mahomes is definitely the best quarterback in the league now. And they have McCaffrey, who's arguably the best running back in the league. And TJ Watt, who's arguably one of the best defenders in the league. So we'll we'll see. But uh, that's my number two. And then my number one, I agree with you fully with the 1983. John Elway, Dan Marino, Jim Kelly, eight Hall of Famers, two Super Bowl MVPs. You said everything, but that's my list. Super solid. Yeah, I I mean, I agree with you with 2020. That would just be my like honorable mention. Just simply because there's no Super Bowl MVPs like from them yet. Could there be in the yeah. future? Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. definitely. But uh, that's going to wrap it up for our countdown. We're going to head into around the league NHL so far. The playoffs have been a fun one to watch, uh, to say the least. Oh, yeah. Uh, let me pull them up real quick. The Here we, here we go, guys, with our NHL. Don't listen to it <laughs> for sure. We're, uh, we're going to start from Saturday because uh, that's the – I'm pretty sure that's the latest games that happened. I'm pretty sure it's like NBA. But uh, we'll start with the Maple Leafs going up 2-1 to one on the series against the Lightning, winning 4-3 to three in uh, overtime. Uh, Nick said he watched this one. Uh, yeah. Disappointing. It most definitely was, dude. One minute left in regulation, and they let him score to make it go into overtime. And then at the end, uh, tough overtime. I mean – I was watching overtime. They had like five, like the Lightning had like five or six shots on goal in overtime and still just could not bank it in. I, It just wasn't meant to be that game. And, you know, it's a tough loss, but let's move on. It's seven-game series, so yeah. let's just keep going. We'll see what happens, obviously. Yep, and then the next game we have the Las Vegas Golden Knights going up on the series 2-1 to one against the Jets with a 5-4 to four win also in overtime, a double overtime, actually. Golden Knights uh, want to get that uh, get back to the finals like they did a few years ago, and uh, we'll see what happens with them. They're looking really good. And uh, the next game I have is the Devils beating the Rangers, going up two to one in the series. Or no, I mean going uh, two to one in the series. They uh, they lost two games. So sorry, my bad. They uh, won in overtime as well. A lot of overtime games in this one. Uh, the Devils. Yeah, it's really much to say. I don't really know much about the Devils. I'm gonna be totally honest with you. <laughs> But uh, they finally won a game. And the last game on Saturday, the Avalanche beat the Kraken to go up 2-1 to one against them, 6-4. to four. Uh, Kraken need to step it up. I want to see them do good. <laughs> but uh, on Sunday, the Oilers tie the series at 2-2 two two against the, key, the Kings, 5-4 to four win in overtime. Uh, the Stars also tie the series against the Wild with a, a 3-2 to two win. The Hurricanes... Uh, take a three to one lead over the Islanders with a five to two win, and the Bruins also take a three to one lead against the Panthers with a six to two win. Uh, the Bruins are going through; they're trying to make history with a win in the Stanley Cup, and I hope they do. Yeah, I don't. I like. I was surprised that the Panthers got a win. Honestly, I yeah, I'm shocked. I, th- it was I thought it was a bad I, game for the Bruins. Um, I guess yeah, you could say that. <laughs> well obviously it was a bad game they lost but uh tonight 
the Maple Leafs are back in Tampa to play the Lightning. Devils are back in New York with the Rangers. Uh, Golden Knights are facing the Jets, and the Avalanche are facing the Kraken again. Hopefully, uh, the Lightning tie the series. I want to see them do good. Uh, but yeah, that's. Uh, do you have anything else to add for the NHL? No, not at all. I don't know much. So <laughs> I promise next season we'll know more. We're learning yeah. little by little. And, but, uh, and this next segment is just going <laughs> to. So let's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With the next segment, we have the Mount Rushmore greatest teams in NHL history, not franchises, just like teams by year. So, uh, I mean, I guess I'll start this one. So, my honorable mention is the soon to be 2022 2023 Boston Bruins winning. Uh, after they win the Stanley Cup, then they'll solidify themselves as one of the greatest teams with uh, team that's not even ended their season yet are you serious hey i said honorable mention i said soon to be oh honorable mention i thought you said i had them as their forum no no (laughs) i said soon to be when they win the stanley cup then they'll solidify themselves on the mount rushmore but at my first one i'm going to bring up is the 1971 and 72 bruins uh i'm trying to switch it up from you because i have a feeling we went to the same website again (laughs) so uh they're (laughs) <laughs> this Boston Bruins cruised through their second Stanley Cup in three years, uh, in 1971 and 72. Uh, in the regular season, the Boston finished with 54 wins and 78 games. This team was led by superstars Phil Esposito and Bobby Orr, who had 133 and 117 points, respectively. Uh, they showed why they were the team to beat in the playoffs, and they rolled through the first two rounds with only one loss. In the Stanley Cup Finals, they defeated the Rangers in six games. And then on my next one, I have the 1991-1992 Penguins. Uh, This team featured seven Hall of Famers, not including future Hall of Famer Jerome Jagger, I think. I'm I'm sorry, I just read this off the website. Uh, But uh, they did have... Maybe it's Jagger. I don't know. Jagger, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Don't quote me on his name here. But this team struggled in the regular season, unfortunately, but... The, they had things to, that changed and come playoff time. They began the postseason with the upset against the Capitals in seven games. In the second round, after being down 2-1 to one against the Rangers, the Penguin would uh, become unstoppable. They went on to win 11 straight games, which included sweeps in the, two, in the final two rounds to capture their second straight Stanley Cup. But at my number, or my next one, I have the 1984-1985 Oilers. The Edmonton Oilers team is history. Uh, they had the best playoff performance by a single player ever in Wayne Gretzky. After the 208-point regular season by Wayne, uh, he dominated the competition in the playoffs in 18 postseason games. Gretzky registered 47 points, which is the most in NHL history. The Oilers finished the playoffs with a record of 15-3 and as they captured their straight second straight Stanley Cup. And then my last one, I have the 1976-1977 Canadians. This is known to be the greatest NHL team of all time. Uh, and there's no one that really uh, competes with it, apparently. Uh, they had a record of 68-12. and 12. The team holds NHL records for fewest losses, most points, and best point percentage in a regular season. This team finished with an outstanding 132 points in 80 games. The Montreal Canadiens capped off their record in the regular season by sweeping the Boston Bruins in the Stanley Cup 
nine players on this roster would end up being inducted into the NHL Hall of Fame, including uh, the great guy Lefleur. But that is my Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I mean, that's a great list. I think on top of that, you could put multiple Red Wings teams, multiple Oilers teams. So it's good that like there's no repeats. I didn't want to have any repeats, but I must say the list must be very similar on different websites. That I, That's actually not the website I went to, but I have three of the same as yours. One is different. Um, so for me, the 1984-1985 Edmonton Oilers, as you said, I mean, Wayne Gretzky is just the GOAT. He is the undisputed GOAT of hockey, and some might say one of the greatest players in any sport. Um, but yeah, you know, Caps a 208-point regular season by setting playoff records for assists and points as the Oilers take their second straight championship in their third consecutive trip to the final. Very solid. 17, uh, 1976 to 1977, Montreal Canadiens. You've already pretty much touched up all on that. I mean, playing the Boston Bruins in the final for the first time since 1958, they swept them to win their second consecutive championship, and it was Montreal's sixth straight series victory against Boston in the final. I guess you could say they kind of own Boston um, for what it looks like. And then 1991 to 1992, Pittsburgh Penguins. I mean, you already touched off on pretty much all of it. A tremendous team. That many Hall of Famers on one team, that is insane. I mean, they deserve to be on that list. And then my last pick, not even an honorable mention, my true thoughts, the 2020 to 2021 Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, you're talking about a team that won back-to-back championships here. I mean, they're – Undisputed, not undisputed. A lot of people will disagree with that, but they are definitely they should be in the conversation. Any of these lightning teams should be in the conversation. I mean, you could even say the team last year for the lightning that lost the finals was still one of the best. They made three straight finals in a row. I mean, that is kind of seen in NHL like throughout history, but they're kind of one of the more recent teams that has done it. You got guys like Stamkos, Braden Point, Vasilevsky. Uh, who else was on that team? Maroon was on that team. I think Zach Bogozane was on that team. I mean, you're looking at a super solid lineup of Tampa Bay players. They deserve to be on my Mount Rushmore. I'm putting them on there. Go Lightning. Yes, super, super solid list. But that is going to end it for Mount Rushmore. Greatest teams in NHL history. We're going to head into our last segment, which is draft day. Best Disney Channel shows of all time and the first pick goes to mr nick williams yeah <laughs> nick has got the second pick once again i mean the first pick once again and nick what is your first pick uh how many picks are we doing on this one 10 10 all right so i'm just gonna go off straight off the bat with uh, th- this is gonna make me mad because you're gonna pick a good one I'm going to pick a good one. It's going to go back and forth till we get to maybe like the last three picks kind of up in the air. So, geez, bro, the first pick that has some pressure behind it. I might, I might, I might say that, you know, give me, I got to, it's just my favorite. So I have to sweet life on deck. Dang it, dude. <laughs> Dang. That's what have been my pick. <laughs> Damn. This is the only like a uh, reboot that I think is better than the original. Of like p- pretty much any show, exactly. Sweet Life on that. However, uh, I think Sweet Life of Zach and Cody 
is almost just as good. So that's why I'm taking them with my first pick. Oh, super solid. You're already building a great team right here. Um, let me just go with probably the second greatest show on Disney Channel, Wizards of Waverly Place. Hang it, dude. <laughs> Bro, your first damn the ah, that's a good that's a great one. That was all right, with my next pick, I'm going to go. See, that's like the top three. That would have been my top three by far. But I'm going to go with Good Luck Charlie. Ooh, man. Very, very soft. That's a, it's just a wholesome show that just it really is. Loves. I love that I'm, show. I mean, who doesn't love Good Luck Charlie? Like, bro, PJ, and then they had Charlie, obviously. Obviously, like, Charlie. <laughs> She was killing it on there as a baby, of course. Um, uh, you know what? I'm just gonna immediately get us away from this this route and give me lab rats. Mm, yeah, that's a that's a great one. That's a great one. I think that, that but, was my uh, favorite I'm, Disney XD go, show, so I have to. That wasn't my favorite. It was one of mine, but my next pick. I think you. I could have got this later, but this was my favorite Disney XD show, and that was Pair of Kings. Yeah, I. I, I that's a great show. Um, tremendous. It was so, until uh, obviously King Brady left the show. Yeah, but, uh, that, then it it fell off. It fell completely off. It, they took that. a Luther from Zeke and Luther. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, yeah, that's fine. Um, I'll stick. I'll stick in this category. Give me kicking it. Dang it, dude! <laughs> I had to start next to that one for my next pick. Damn, bro! I think you already won this draft. <laughs> You already won. How many picks have we done? Four? Four. But you just got the four, like four of the best. But uh, give me, you know what? This one is a classic. Phineas and Ferb. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's so great of a show that it's coming back. Like, yeah. Uh, okay. If we're going cartoons, give me Gravity Falls. I knew that was like that. Oh, my God, dude. You're setting the tone, not me. Just... <laughs> You're really pissing me off here. <laughs> uh, mm. uh, this is a hard one. All right, give me Jesse. Hey, Jesse. All right, that's fine. Um, you know, this could have gone later, maybe. modern day. This, yeah, this could have gone later, but I'm just going to take it right now. Maybe cut you some slack. It's still a tremendous show. I love the show. Austin and Allie. Yeah. That's a good one. Austin and Allie. Uh, all right. Give me. Hmm. All right. This one was also one of my favorite Disney XD shows. Give me a Mighty Med. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't even have it on my list. I had never really got into it. I, I really liked Mighty Med. Because I, I like superheroes. Yeah. How many picks in? We're six picks in, so you have four more. All right. This could have gone later because I think we kind of just skipped over it. Hannah Montana. Yeah, I was talking about that. I was thinking that, but I never really watched that one. That's a great show. I, That's a great show. I love that show. Yeah, it's a good show. But uh, with my next one, mm, now I'm getting into the shows I didn't really watch, but like I watched when they were on. So, uh, give me, uh, give me shake it up. <laughs> I like that. I like that show. Actually, I'm not going to lie. It really did. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Still a lot of great ones. 
I could just be the Disney XD king right now. Just give me Kick Batowski. <laughs> uh, I forgot about Kick Batowski. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for my next pick, um, hmm. give me, give me Ant Farm. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Now, this might be controversial. This this might be a controversial pick, but we're getting in the later rounds. And I actually enjoyed this show. I thought it had a great family atmosphere to it. I think it was, I think it was funny. It was goofy. Uh, it had a lot of great funny moments to it. Give me Dog with a Blog. That was a good one. Uh, yeah. That's uh, that was a good one. <laughs> good late round pick right there. Um, all right, I'm just gonna go with the one we mentioned it earlier. Give me Zeke and Luther. Yeah, yeah. This is my last pick, right? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. All right, I'm just gonna end it with an OG. Give me Corey in the house, baby. Corey in the house. Yes. I never watched that one. What, bro? Corey was in the White House. You don't remember that? No. Oh my gosh. Okay, this is a hard one because I really I'm trying to think of one that I watch. What did I? We took all the good ones, dude. All the good ones. There's still some solid ones out there. Yeah, but the ones I really liked. Let's see. I could go. I can go two routes here. You know what? I'll go. I never really watched this. Oh, wait. No, actually, I do know what I want to watch. Give me another uh, animated one, Fish Hooks. Yes, bro. I mean, I was I was hoping one of us would pick it. It just never really popped up for me. I liked that show a lot. and I did, too. I really liked that show. I, Milo was funny as hell, dude. I love Milo. <laughs> and then on top of that, Oscar and uh, what, what was the girl's name? Like Beatrice or something? I don't Beatrice. Know. Beatrice, I'm pretty sure. That was her name? All right. Oh, I can't believe I'm I remember pretty, that. I'm but... pretty sure. No, yeah, B, man. B. It was just B. E, B. Yeah. I love that, bro. I love that kind of like awkward thing with them. It was funny. And do you remember the episode when they became humans? Yes. Yeah, that that was episode good one. was underrated. I think that was one of their best episodes. I thought it was. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I thought it was a funny one. But uh, I'm going to go over the teams. Team Nick. Team Nick consists of Sweet Life on Deck, nice. Wizards of Waverly Place, Lab Rats, Kicking It, Gravity Falls, Austin and Alley, Hannah Montana, Kick Patowski, Dog with a Blog, and Corey in the House. <laughs> and then Team Mike consists of Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, Good Luck Charlie, Pair of Kings, Phineas and Fur, Jesse, Mighty Med, Shake It Up, Ant Farm, Zeke and Luther, and Fish Hooks. I'll give this one to Nick. I do think he won this one. So uh, congratulations. I mean, I think I have more of the better shows, but your list is still solid. I, I mean, if, if it comes down to one of those lists where it's like, which one are you picking to watch for the rest of your life? Yeah, I go with mine. But you still got some solid ones that might attract a lot of people. A lot of, I know a lot of people that used to love Jesse, man. Like, absolutely. No, Jesse, actually, like modern day, like uh, more modern day Disney. That was the show I watched all the time. Like when I was growing up, like in uh, middle school ish, that was when that was on, and that yeah. was one of the better shows. But that like the but on that time Disney XD was kind of carrying it with the Lab Rats kicking it, Mighty Med, all those. So 
Yeah, a few but, uh, that we didn't mention, and I I could have like slipped you up with this one because it's a great show, but I never had to pick it. Star Wars Rebels was a Disney XD. Uh, show. I mean, yeah, I would have. I just didn't know. Hey, that's true. That is true. I totally forgot about. That. I would have picked that. I totally forgot about that. Um, because I watched I watched that on Disney Plus because I never watched it on a uh, uh, Disney. Yeah. Also, Walk the Prank. I remember that show like i remember that was shit <laughs> that was... Uh, this, this is another show that was on disney channel that i actually liked a lot but it's not that popular i think it lasted like one season maybe two so random do you remember that it was yeah. like all the sunny with a chance like people and like a few yeah. new people and they just did funny stuff like yeah there's also a a classic one of that so raven was all was on there really they had, uh, casey, casey undercover uh there was kim possible girl yeah, meets cool. world boy meets world and uh sunny with a chance on there but no one took but uh we're gonna head right in to the post game thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of against the call stay tuned this week because there's uh, a lot to have to happen and then uh make sure you check out all of our other podcasts a part of out of pocket sports whether that's riled up jay's fit down foil hats the uppercut and soon to be so much more but uh if you ever want to go watch a TV show, I mean, watch a concert, go see a football game, baseball game, basketball game, you can use our code at SeatGeek, ATC, for $20 off your first purchase. If you're feeling a little tired, use our code against calling all caps at www.w.gg for some W because it gets you gets you riled up, some may say. But uh, if you don't know what to wear, obviously hit us up for some merch and we'll get you $25 or against the call merch. No, we did not plan to wear this together. He just decided to copy me, but uh, we'll see. I've, had, I've been wearing this for a week straight. That's how dedicated I am. I've been wearing it for two weeks straight. You would have saw me in the special of the last episode wearing it. That's how long I've been wearing it. Yeah, well, so mine's a little cleaner then, so <laughs> the W for me. I, I, <laughs> Speaking of <Sorry>. W... <laughs> Use our code against the call and all kinds at www.w.gg for $10 for 10% off your first purchase. Your next purchase. Yeah, on top of that, thank you guys so much. 500 followers means a lot to us. That's a milestone that we have set for ourselves at the very beginning of building this. And really, like, the grind just hasn't stopped. Uh, And summer is literally a week away. And when summer hits, it's going to be constant content that we're going to be releasing so that way we just keep growing and the fact that we've gotten this far um what has it been like four or five i think it's been like five months now i think we're closing in on half a year so that that's crazy man uh you know i just want to keep growing the youtube so make sure you guys are subscribing telling your friends to subscribe and that's all for against the call man one of the nobody's out here doing it like against the call i'm sorry there's nobody's out here doing it like us so um, Except for other out-of-pocket uh, sports podcasts, whether that's Wild Up or Jay's Fit Down uh, or the Uppercut or Foil Hat. So make sure you go check those out. Most definitely check those guys out for sure. Check out out-of-pocket sports as well. We're trying to grow that as well. But uh, again, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Against the Call, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Hey, guys. We are proud to announce that we got our first sponsor, Dubby. Dubby is a clean energy drink that is made to give you focus with no crash, jitters, or angst like other energy drinks. Dubby contains no calories, no sugars, no fillers, no artificial colors, and no maltodextrin. Make sure to use our code against the call for 10% off your next purchase at www.w.gg.